American Radio. If they want to take my guns, they're going to have to bring a station wagon and a whole lot of friends because I'm not giving them anything. From the Car Firearms Group Studio. On the Sig Sauer Platinum Microphone. Mark, we know they want to take our guns, and now we're going to make them eat it. Freedom might be an uphill battle sometimes, but freedom will always prevail. Proudly presented to you by X-Insurance. X-Insurance. Here is your host of Armed American Radio, the loudest conservative voice in America fighting for your rights, Mark Walters. 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 All right, here we go. If the first hour wasn't good enough for you, the second hour will be Armed American Radio's monster cast in the Car Firearms Group studios. I am Mark Walters, of course, filling your prescription for freedom on this very powerful Sig Sauer Platinum microphone being heard on hundreds of radio stations around the nation live across the country. Love it. 14 years in April 26th marks our 14th anniversary. April 27th begins our 15th year, and that is coming up quick, guys. We couldn't do it without our partners, and X-Insurance is presenting all of this right now. Greg in Dallas, Texas, please tell people where they can watch the high-definition video being brought to us by Daniel Defense and Lead Slingers. Then we're going to go to our guest, Cam Edwards. Go for it, Greg. All right, sure. Uh, head on over to armedamericanradio.org or .com, and in that top right-hand corner, just give those three little hash marks a click, and uh, when that window opens up, select that Watch Live option. Uh, please don't drive and watch. So the next link will be the place you want to head over to. The link above Watch Live is our Listen Live link. And when you click that, you'll see two subsequent links. One's going to be for the Monday through Friday daily defense broadcast. And the other is going to be for this broadcast right here, the Sunday Monster Cast. If you've missed any of these two broadcasts, we'll head on over to the link right above that. It's our podcast link and get caught up anywhere you may have missed. And if you're a big fan of the show and you'd like to support us while you're out and about, we'll head on down to the shop link at the bottom of all of these links and pick you something nice up over there. And lastly, if you'd like to join our live chat, head on over to your app store, grab the Telegram messaging app, create your profile, and search for Armed American Radio Conversations. And there you have it, right there, right there. Let's start this hour out. It's going to be a great one. My good friend Cam Edwards joins us. Cam, how are you? We've got you for the hour, brother, but you know how fast time goes. Let's cover as much ground as we can. What do you say? (laughs) Uh, Let's do it, man. Thanks for the invite. Oh, so much fun to have you here. Always is. I I love these conversations with you because you always bring out the best in me and everybody else around you. And I I know listeners benefit from that because the conversation is always so fun with you and you're so up on everything. You know, I just had Adam Kraut on the show for a half hour and then AWR, so big shoes to fill. And if anybody can do it, it's you. Yeah, Adam's got his hands full over there at SAF, doesn't he? Good heavens. So 46 active cases being litigated right now and dozens more on the block, Cam. It's amazing, isn't it? It really is. But, you know, I think it speaks to where we are at this point, right, where the Bruin decision was met with such intense backlash by these blue states and outright defiance of what the Supreme Court has had to say that, you know, not only did it provide us an opportunity to go out and challenge a lot of these bad gun control laws that are on the books, but now we've got all these new fights, right, um, dealing with sensitive places, dealing with, you know, permitting fees and things of that nature. So, yeah, it's, you know, it's it's remarkable that we're in this moment. It's sad to see, honestly, but I'm glad that we've got groups like the Second Amendment Foundation out there that have been sort of preparing the legal landscape, right, for this day all along, so that we are, I think, uh, in a pretty good spot to take on a lot of these really awful laws. And they are awful laws. And for transparency's sake, ladies and gentlemen, Cam is a member of the Board of Directors 
over there uh, with us at CCRKBA and Second Amendment Foundation. So, you know, we have a vested interest in here between the two of us with this organization. And I hope that you would join us over there. Just visit SAF. Dot org and jump in there with us and get involved in this fight. And Cam, I know you've probably seen a number of the new donors over there. Walther, some of the you know some of the big guys are out there. Sig, etc. X Insurance. These are big gold sponsors that are helping us. And I think what it is, like we do, we see almost maybe light at the end of the tunnel post Bruin here with some of these cases. And uh, maybe you correct me if I'm wrong, but I see gun control laws falling. One right after the other, albeit it's not going to happen overnight. Some of them will. The rest are going to require a fight. But, Cam, I see 18 to 20 year olds being able to restore their rights. I see assault weapons bans falling. I see magazine capacity bans falling. I see the ATF getting chopped off at the knees at some point, that rogue organization. Do you feel the same way? Oh, absolutely. I mean, you know, this is... You know, as as important as it is that we've got these fights going on, it's also important that we're on offense, right? And we're not playing defense now, and we're hoping and praying that the Supreme Court is going to see things our way. You know, we are building on more than a decade's worth of really good decisions that have been, frankly, abused by the lower courts. But I think that you're right. The time is sort of running out. And, you know, we may have seen, maybe starting to see some inklings of this, where, like in New Mexico, for example, uh, the governor there wanted a gun ban. She she told the Democratic majority in the, the House and Senate, give me a ban on so-called assault weapons. And the Democrats didn't. Right. You know, they, they did pass one gun control. They passed a, a, gun, a, a gun storage bill. But they balked at a ban on so-called assault weapons. And you had some rural Democrats who were saying, listen, we're not sure this is constitutional. And, uh, and I got to tell you, Mark, I mean, you know, listen, that's one state. Right. And we've seen, you know, in Illinois, obviously, the uh, gun ban put in effect. Uh, they're trying to rush one through in Washington state. But I think that we are seeing some positive developments where there are some lawmakers in some states that are starting to be a little bit hesitant about, OK, well, what if, what if what we're doing is actually violating people's rights? What if it gets thrown out in court? You know, is that really a political risk that we want to take? Does this actually, you know, make the public any safer? I'm not saying it's widespread yet. But there are signs, like you said, that that this is starting to have an impact just not not only in the courts, but now in, in you know, state capitals as well. Yeah. And you know what's interesting about uh, some of what I just heard you say? Let me grab this here. I, I, let me take this away. The speed with which these things are going to happen, you know, I'm that type AAA, right? I want it now, but I understand mm-hmm. how the game is played. I get it. And when you look at where some of like New Mexico is a great example. New Mexico, for all intents and purposes, is still a fairly conservative state. Blue, but still fairly conservative. North Carolina, Democrat governor, right? But three Democrats voted to oust the permit. Now, Cooper vetoed that. We'll talk about that now. Let's might as well do that. It's a good segue here to get your take on that. But will those three vote to override the veto? Is that a good political move for them? And Mark Robinson possibly running in North Carolina, supposedly going to make an announcement here in the near future that, oh, you know, we could see North Carolina just a seismic shift here in North Carolina. Because I think you're right. Some of them are sensing 
look, Bruin is the law of the land, whether we like it or not. And let me just give you this. It's always the far left radicals. Washington State, you mentioned. Let's go to California. Let's go to Illinois. Let's go to Hockle that are putting mm-hmm. these bans and these stop gaps in place that are eventually going to be shot down. But middle of the road, normal are not, as you just pointed out. I think it's possible we may be seeing some shifts. Small, well, okay, so let's talk about some shifts. Please. Uh, because I think, I think you're right. I think North Carolina may be evidence of that because you look at what happened last November. And, you know, listen, it was a pretty disappointing night, I think, for Republicans overall, right? We took back control of the House, but the gains weren't what they should have been. Right. That really wasn't the case in North Carolina. North Carolina had a red wave election. Uh, they took a supermajority in the state House. They are one vote shy of a supermajority in the state Senate. Uh, Cooper wasn't up for election, so, you know, they didn't have a chance to oust him. Um, they put a, a conservative Supreme Court in place. So Republicans had a really good night in North Carolina back in November. And I think that was a wake-up call for some Democrats in the state of, okay, uh, the public isn't really interested in what we're selling. Yeah. So, well, you know, you, that, Cam, and I, and I, I think, think that it did have an impact. Well, I think that's why, in fact, the three Democrats – will vote mm-hmm. to override that veto, I think, because they are one vote away, the Republicans are, from a supermajority. And I think the Democrats there are smart enough, at least one of them or two of them are smart enough to say, hey, from a political standpoint, they're going to run on this. I don't want to lose my seat. Boom. And I, I, I am fairly comfortable saying that about North Carolina. Of course, I have to say this. It, we could be wrong. But I don't think so in this case. Uh, the mere well, fact I mean, that you had three go with it anyway, you know. And one of these state reps, Shelley Willingham, has been very explicit. I mean, he has gone on the record as saying, I will not change my vote for any bill that I voted on uh, this session. And that would include SB 41 in North Carolina. Good. So if Willingham, you know, stands true to his word, then they have the veto proof majority that they need in, that, in both chambers. Uh, and Paul yeah. Malone of Grassroots and see, I've spoken with Paul a couple of times this week. He's pretty confident, right? You know, again, you, you don't want to guarantee victory. You don't want to count your chickens before they're hatched. And you don't want to turn active gun owners apathetic. But I think we're in pretty good shape in North Carolina. Yeah, I agree. And if Paul feels comfortable, guess what? I feel comfortable, too. I'll, I'll go on record saying that. We've got three more segments with Cam Edwards. We're going to switch to a lot of different topics here, cover as much ground as we can. Armed American Radio's MonsterCast continues right after this break. Don't turn the dial. Did you know that Sig Sauer is all in for hunting? Introducing the Sig Sauer Cross Precision Bolt Action Rifle. Available in 308 and 65 Creedmoor. The Sig Cross Bolt Action Rifle was designed and built with the input of military snipers and elite hunters right here in America to meet the demands of hunters, precision long-range shooters, and extreme backcountry hunting. Sig Sauer has your hunting needs covered with ammunition, optics, suppressors, and more. Hunt like a warrior today. Learn more. Visit SigSauer.com now. At Daniel Defense, we do things a little differently. First of all, every one of our products, from top to bottom, is made right here in America with pride. So much pride, in fact, that we don't sell factory seconds. No, if we make a mistake, we scrap it and start over. We're not finished until it's made right. And that commitment to quality doesn't end once a product is out the door. Whether you're the first owner or the last, if anything goes wrong with your Daniel, we'll make it right. Because that's the right thing to do. Daniel Defense. Freedom. Passion. Precision. Car, the 
25th Anniversary K9 and the Venerable P9 in various configurations. Magnum Research, the Classic Desert Eagle available in 50, 44, 357, and the new 429 DE calibers. The BFR Biggest Finest Revolvers and the Magnum Light. Auto Ordnance, the Classics, Thompson, that's right, the Tommy Gun, the Incredible M1 Carbine, and the one and only Classic 1911. Car Firearms, a family of brands standing for your family's freedom. It's well known that we live in a world where even good police officers can become targets for frivolous lawsuits. At X-Insurance, we provide custom liability insurance for police officers to eliminate your exposure, to help prevent you from becoming a target, and to protect you from unscrupulous lawyers. And if lawsuits do arise, we aggressively fight them. We do this in part by encouraging our law enforcement clients to take the X-Insurance See It, Say Something pledge. We're the very best at what we do, and we've been doing it for more than 40 years. We offer same-day quotes and solutions, so call us today or have your insurance agent call us, and we can work with them to fill any gaps in your existing insurance policy. But call today, and let's get that target off your back. At X-Insurance, we believe in good police officers, and we believe in protecting good police officers. For more information, visit xinsurance.com. That's xinsurance.com. The North American Arms 32 NAA Guardian Pistol, designed in partnership with Convoy Ammunition. The 32 NAA fires a cartridge based on the 380 case, but neck down to hold the smaller 32 bullet. The result is a remarkable gain in ballistic performance that produces more velocity, energy, and stopping power than any conventional 32 ACP, 380 ACP, or 380 ACP plus P. The 32 NAA from North American Arms. For more information, please visit NorthAmericanArms.com. That's NorthAmericanArms.com. At Armed American Radio, we depend on our partners to bring you this broadcast every day. And that's why we've partnered with Fort Worth Armory. Fort Worth Armory searches the world to bring you high-quality, dependable ammo at extremely competitive prices. Proudly partnering with quality importers and manufacturers from friendly nations to bring you reliable ammunition, Fort Worth Armory not only fills your ammo needs, they also help fill your prescription for freedom. Please support the businesses that support Armed American Radio. Visit FortWorthArmory.com today. The long-awaited six-hour P365 chambered in 380 is finally here. The new softer shooting, easier handling micro-compact option for everyday carry. With an identical grip module and slide with a 9mm, it'll fit all existing P365 holsters. The P365 380 is the most durable 380 micro-compact pistol on the market. Standard with SIG like night sights and an optic cut, plus two 10-round magazines and a mag loader. The P365 380 is the ultimate micro-compact carry pistol, and you can find details at sixhour.com for the new P365 380. following segment of Armed American Radio is being brought to you by Defender Coffee. When you drink Defender Coffee, you're making a donation to a gun rights organization of your choice that protects and defends your freedoms. Welcome back to the show. Welcome back indeed. Mark Walters filling your prescription for freedom today on this Sig Sauer Platinum microphone here in the Car Firearms Group studios. We're talking to Cam Edwards. All of it brought to you, the conversation brought to you by X Insurance. Make sure to check out all of our partners that make these conversations possible. You can do that by visiting armedamericanradio.com and clicking on their links. Support them. It's why we're here. It's how we're able to do these things. 14 years on the airwaves heading into our 15th year because of our partners and because of you. 
So please support them. If you enjoy these conversations on whatever radio station you're tuned in or whatever device you're tuned in on across the country today, thank our partners for making it possible for us to be here and have these conversations with people like Cam Edwards. He's amazing. Cam, welcome back in, my friend. It's always a pleasure to have you here. Tell people where they can find you, please, before we get cracking again. You bet. Uh, best place, of course, bearingarms.com, but you can also find us on all the major podcast platforms, YouTube, Rumble, and all the rest. We do uh, Bearing Arms Cam and Company Monday through Thursday. Monday through Thursday, Cam and Company. You've been doing Cam and Company for a lot of years. <laughs> uh, yeah, let's see. Um, April 15th will be 19 years, going into our 20th 19. year. Yeah, I, I tell you, yeah. that is a remarkable run. I mean, yeah, and Gresham now pushing close to 30 years on the nation's wow. airwaves. It can't, I mean, isn't that re- it's just remarkable. And AAR now heading into its 15th year. Time has just flown right by. But make sure to check out Cam Edwards and read everything that he puts up there, That all and all, uh, not just Cam, but all the great writers over at BearingArms.com. We're going to go to a piece that you wrote. Cam, right now about Florida, because your take on this is interesting with Nebraska. And the piece is titled Permitless Carry Passes Florida House. Nebraska Senate could vote on similar measure on Monday. And you say the biggest news of all is likely to come from Florida and Nebraska, which are poised to give final approval for permitless carry bills early next week. On Friday afternoon, the House of Representatives in Florida, HB 543, signed off on it by a vote of 76 to 32, with several lawmakers absent. The Senate has its own permitless carry bill on the floor, and lawmakers are expected to start moving it towards the final vote as early as Monday. That's tomorrow. And, of course, yeah. Nebraska. That's big news. Which one... How fast is Nebraska going to move on this? And they've got that weird unicameral legislature thing going on over there. It's a race. And South Carolina at one point was involved. Now you don't hear a lot about South Carolina. What's going on here? Yeah, you got you got Louisiana to throw into the mix as well. Um, right. So, you know, I, I think I think Florida's going to get there first. Uh, if I had a you know horse race this, um, I think Florida's got an easier path. So uh, it's already out of the house. And as I said, it'll take it up this week. Um, the House and Senate versions have largely been reconciled with one another, so there's you know not going to be a need, I think, for a contentious uh, conference committee. I think this is going to get to the Senate's desk fairly quickly once the Senate holds its final vote. Um, Nebraska, on paper, should be quicker, right? As you say, it's a unicameral legislature. You don't have to worry about competing chambers, competing bills. But what you do have to contend with uh, are Democrats who are filibustering every single piece of legislation. And that has slowed things down to a crawl. So LB-77 passed first reading, I think it was three weeks ago, um, and has not been brought up on the calendar since because Republicans have been trying to move some other bills forward. So it is on the calendar for Tuesday. Uh, This is going to be for second reading. I expect that uh, pretty much all day Tuesday is going to be taken up with this one bill. And then it's got to go to third reading before it can pass. My hope, though, is that after this passes second reading, that Republicans are not going to put it back in the you know to-do list and come back two or three weeks from now. Uh, but they're going to go ahead and get this done, right, because Democrats are going to be able to put up a lot of roadblocks, and Republicans mm-hmm. are going to have to prioritize what bills they want. They're not going to be able to get everything, likely. Uh, Democrats are going to be able to slow down this process enough that they are going to have to pick and choose. They're going to have to engage in some sort of legislative triage. Constitutional carry has been on, you know, this has been on on Republicans' want list for the last three or four years. They have tried. They have, you know, been making incremental progress. But this is the year that uh, I believe Senator Brewster, uh, as you know, said, listen, we've got the votes to get across the finish line. 
there is no reason why um, the Republicans should let, you know, Democrats play these sort of, you know, filibuster legislative tricks to the point that the bill dies. So I, I'm hopeful that this, you know, now is going to be one of the top priorities. If that, if that is the case, then maybe we can get uh, this bill to the governor's desk in Nebraska later this week. Yeah, it would be nice to see it later this week. My guess is going to be a couple weeks, but because the Democrats are going to continue to play games, it's just what Democrats do. Uh, they can't help themselves. But yeah. it's, it's possible it could be a couple weeks. But you're right. Florida gets across the finish line first, no doubt. South Carolina has been a problem. Uh, South Carolina yeah. wants this bill. The Republicans want this bill bad. It's good to see South Carolina move in this direction. But the South Carolina Senate, from what I understand, a little bird was in my ear last week. Uh, it's the mm. South Carolina Senate where this thing is, is stalling. Do you know anything additional that you can tell us by any chance? And not not a whole lot, uh, other than exactly what you said. I don't know if we're listening to the same little birds, but uh, yes, likely. Been, <laughs> right, and this has been <laughs> a problem for the past couple of cycles. Um, you know, it was a fight to get open carry in Carolina, and we still don't have true open carry in South Carolina. It's open carry with training. So, if you have a concealed carry license, you can openly carry or concealed carry. Um, where you and I live, Mark, the, the law is differently, right? And, and so in Virginia, you can open carry without a license. You need a carry license to carry concealed. But it was really like pulling teeth to get South Carolina lawmakers to simply adopt any form of kind of open carry. And so, again, it appears that it's the Senate that's like, well, let's just take our time here and maybe investigate this open carry without training, see how that's doing for a couple of years. And then maybe we'll talk about constitutional carry, right? This, and look, I understand incrementalism. It is a valid political tactic, but when you are South Carolina, right, and you right. have that Republican <laughs> supermajority, um, the steps that you take can be bigger, right? You don't have to inch forward, take these little baby steps. You can bring South Carolina into line with half the country. Um, but I think you're right. I think it's that Senate, you know, listen, which was the hang up in Florida when it comes to a true constitutional carry bill. It's interesting. Uh, the, the, the Senate where, you know, Kathleen Pasadomo said, I'm not on board with that. Sheriffs, I don't think are on board with that. And I think that's where the real um, difficulties were in, in getting a true constitutional carry bill in Florida. You know, that's interesting. Um, you opened up that Florida can of worms with that. Now, let's go there briefly, because South Carolina, when you have a supermajority, guys, Cam just nailed it. I've never understood why the Republicans don't learn how to take pages out of the Democrats' playbooks. And that's literally put the boot on the neck. When they've got them, when they've it's a supermajority. Florida could have done the same thing. Now, Florida's a little bit different story than South. You know, tourism is big in South Carolina too. Let's face facts. You've got, you know, all the southern cities down there. You've got Myrtle Beach. Okay, uh, look, this should have been done a long time ago. I've watched South Carolina slow walk pro gun bills as a Georgia resident for years. Cam, we couldn't, we didn't have reciprocity with the state of Georgia and South Carolina until just a quick few years ago, a couple three years ago. Yeah. And that was from pressure from the AG here because we don't require training. Well, now it's all moot. We've got constitutional carry and out with the permitted carry, which is what we had. We were not in a gold standard, if you will, open carry. You Mm -hmm. could openly carry if you had a permit. Well, constitutional carry is true constitutional carry here, and it hasn't been a problem. When we come back, we'll wrap up that conversation about Florida with Cam because he just mentioned what, you know, the Florida Sheriff's Association. That's always a group that's always interested me. We'll get his take on that. Then we'll move on to some more topics. We've got Cam for two more segments. Don't go away. We'll be back right after this.
At Daniel Defense, we do things a little differently. First of all, every one of our products, from top to bottom, is made right here in America with pride. So much pride, in fact, that we don't sell factory seconds. No, if we make a mistake, we scrap it and start over. We're not finished until it's made right. And that commitment to quality doesn't end once a product is out the door. Whether you're the first owner or the last, if anything goes wrong with your Daniel, we'll make it right. Because that's the right thing to do. Daniel Defense. Freedom. Passion. Precision. It's the Bill of Rights, not the Bill of Needs. I'm Alan Gottlieb, founder of the Second Amendment Foundation. When someone says we don't need that kind of gun, remind them the Founding Fathers determined what rights our Constitution should protect. There's a world of difference between rights and needs. It is not the function of government to tell us what we need or what we don't. Certainly no one needs an assault rifle or a Saturday Night Special, or for that matter, no one needs a Corvette with a high-capacity horsepower engine capable of speeds to 150 miles per hour. But in the hands of honest, responsible individuals, we have the right of choice. We have the right to read books others don't like. We have the right to listen to any radio program we choose. We have the right to dress the way we want to. We also have the right to own firearms of our choice. So the next time someone tells you, you don't need something, tell them. It's the Bill of Rights, not the Bill of Needs. Join the Second Amendment Foundation today so that this message and our Bill of Rights might live. Call 425-454-7012. That's 425-454-7012. If you or someone you care about has been thinking about getting their permit to carry a firearm, there's never been a better time than now. Even if you've had your permit to carry for years, keep in mind that gun laws change regularly and not knowing the current laws can be catastrophic. Legal Heat is one of the nation's largest concealed carry training companies. If you're looking to obtain your carry permit for the first time, take a gun law refresher course or take a handgun 101 course, visit LegalHeat.com. They operate in every major city in the United States and will have a number of classes near you. Use promo code AAR to save on a class today. That's LegalHeat.com. Promo code AAR. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, and I'm excited to announce my new product, My Slippers. They took me over two years to develop because I didn't want just an ordinary slipper. My Slippers are meant to be worn all day long, no matter what you're doing, whether you're inside or outside. My Slippers come with an exclusive three-tier cushioning system that you won't find in any other slipper. It combines two layers of foam, including my proprietary My Pillow foam and a patented impact shell made from U.S. soybeans. My three-tier cushioning system is going to help relieve pressure points, provide that micro support you need for all day comfort and help prevent fatigue. Not only that, my slippers are made with high quality leather and a premium indoor outdoor sole that make them extremely durable. I personally guarantee they're going to be the most comfortable slippers you'll ever own. Hey, it's Mark and you know Mike supports the right to keep and bear arms and we support Mike. Please visit MyPillow.com and click on the radio listener specials box and use promo code AAR for all of Mike's great discounts or call 800-978-9358 and remember use promo code AAR. As a gun owner, have you ever thought about the liability that would come with having to use your weapon in self-defense? Or the liability that would come with having one of your guns stolen or misused? Or perhaps you work in a profession like security or law enforcement that requires you to carry a gun. Regardless, it's well known that responsible gun owners and security professionals across the country have become targets of frivolous lawsuits. At X-Insurance, we provide custom firearm liability insurance to eliminate your exposure and to protect you from unscrupulous lawyers. And if lawsuits do arise, we aggressively fight them. We're the very best at what we do, and we've been doing it for more than 40 years. We offer same-day quotes and solutions, so call us today or have your insurance agent call us, and we can work with them to fill any gaps in your existing policy. But call today, and let's get that target off your back. For more information, visit xinsurance.com. That's xinsurance.com. 
segment of Armed American Radio is being brought to you by Mike Lindell and MyPillow. Don't forget to use the promo code AAR at MyPillow.com. Welcome back. Ah, welcome back indeed. Car Firearms Group studios are lit up for you in high definition if you're watching the show. We appreciate it. You can thank Daniel Defense and Letzlingers for that. Six Hour Mike is on fire. Powerful Mike. Hundreds of radio stations around the nation. X Insurance is bringing all of it to you. Please visit all of our partners. Talking with Cam Edwards. Cam, I'm violating the rules of radio. No food or drink in the studio. Uh, so I've got a drink in here, and I'm, I'm violating that rule of no carbonated beverages, and I just took a sip of an ice-cold Coke Zero. So forgive me in advance. It just kind of is what it is. Um, Cam, let's go back to Florida briefly, because it's some really interesting topics of conversation there. I just had last week Sheriff Kurt Hoffman, the sitting Sarasota County Sheriff and a member of the Florida Sheriff's Association, obviously, on with us. And he, like others, were angry that there was no open carry provision in the bill, but understands that it's got to move forward. It likely isn't. Now, we had Hillsborough County representative, forgive me, I forget his name, last week add an amendment to the bill that failed within 24 hours. Uh, kind of knew that was going to happen. But what is the fear from your perspective of open carry? And then let's carry that to South Carolina, because that same fear is obviously existent there as well. What are they what are they afraid of? You know, it's a great question. And I, I assume, you know, you mentioned the tourism industry. And I assume that that is the real fear is that uh, particularly foreign tourists, right, international tourists are going to say, well, let's, let's go somewhere else. Because, you know, Mark, 47 states already allow for open carry in some form or fashion, right, either permitless or, or with a concealed carry license. So this isn't going to be an issue for domestic tourists. I mean, it just is not, right? Um, so I assume that it really is the tourism industry freaking out, saying, oh, my God, you, you can't do this. You can't sign this to the law. All the, all the tourists will go with a little, you know, it'll dry up. They'll go to California instead. The problem with that is we heard this 40 years ago with concealed carry, and that didn't happen, right? So I, I think it is a needless, groundless fear um, but I think it also shows, you know, uh, the legislature of Florida is, is very much uh, trying to balance interests right now. Um, and, you know, they, their decision, I think, this year was pretty clear. Okay, gun owners, we're going to give you permitless concealed carry. Uh, tourism industry, we're not going to include open carry in that. And, and that way we can say nobody gets exactly what they want. Everybody should be a little bit happy. Um, but, again, I, I understand the frustration from gun owners. Because this is, I think, really, at the end of the day, a non-issue. Uh, and the fact that this permitless carry bill is not true constitutional carry, given the uh, legislative majorities in Florida um, I, and the number of states that already have open carry in the books, again, I, I'm disappointed. This is still going to be a big step forward, but it's not, again, as big a step as it could have been and as it should have been. And, you know, that causes a fight. Uh, because as we saw here in the state of Georgia for years, and you, you said incrementalism, you know, we make up our own mm -hmm. words here on the show, Cam. To me, it's incrementalizationism, right? Uh, <laughs> it, it, because they just keep dragging it out. You know, I had well over a decade shaved off my life before we finally got constitutional carry here in the state. 
And what concerns me is if Florida faces the same thing we face here, and I think they will, that is, look, next legislative session, we keep saying incremental, right? Let's just take this step and Mm -hmm. get it done, which we want to do. But guess what happens in Florida if it happens like it did in Georgia? Here's what the legislature says next year. Guys, we gave you this huge gun bill last year. We don't have time. We've got other things we've got to worry about. Next two years, three years, four years goes by before it winds up getting done. And guess what? DeSantis isn't going to be there. You know, things can change. And the next thing you know, this stuff wobbles around for another 10 years, right? Yeah, you're exactly right. I mean, I'll give you another example. Campus carry in Oklahoma. Uh, You know, Kansas has campus carry. Texas has campus carry. Oklahoma does not have campus carry. And it has been a fight going on a decade now. And every year, it's the Chamber of Commerce types. It's a higher ed lobby. They come out and say, well, no, no, this would be terrible. We can't have this. Um, And the Republican legislature listens to them, you know, and a campus carry bill goes nowhere. Uh, And it is, again, it's, it's one of those inexplicable things. Like, you've got complete control of the state government. That probably isn't going to be the case forever, right? Things do change. Uh, The pendulum swings back. So why on earth would you not take the steps needed to put the Second Amendment on as firm a ground as possible when you've got the numbers? Yeah, that is, I don't have the answer for that. I mean, I really don't. I've looked at this every which way possible, up and down. And I cannot, for the life of me, figure out why Florida's not doing that. And again, Tourism Bureau aside, this is not a new thing. Florida's not mm-hmm. pioneering something here, guys. This is tried and true. And, you know, the mere fact that you've got the anti-gunners going absolutely bonkers berserk yet again tells you you're on the right side of the fence here. For gosh sakes, put absolutely. it into it. I, you know, we, could, we can sit and argue that all day long. But let, let's close out with this, in the, in this on this topic. This is going to be a great year legislatively, legislatively for, for gun owners. I think you agree with me on that, not just on the open carry front, where we're likely going to wind up with 28 states by the time mm-hmm. this year is out, which is a huge deal. Think about where we were five years ago, Cam. Six years ago. Look what happened last year. Four states went permitless carry last year, constitutional carry. And here yep. we are. You know, more than half the nation. That is a huge argument on our behalf that will eventually lead, hopefully, to another Supreme Court case down the road that the Supreme Court looks and says, look, you know, this is the law of the land in in 28 or 29 or maybe 30 states at that point in time. And, you know, you're going to have the outliers. You'll have the, the blue states that are that are dividing the nation now anyway. And they, like other states, when permitting happened. We'll we'll be, you know, way behind the curve. It's that simple. But you think you agree with me? This is going to be a great year legislatively and court wise for us. I do. I mean, you've already seen campus carry passed in West Virginia, right? Uh, It's been a couple of months since that happened. But, you know, we we have a majority of the state legislatures. um, and, And I think that you will see the legislative record reflect that. You know, in a way, we're almost victims of our own success, Mark, because, you know, you mentioned we're already at 25 permitless or constitutional carry states. There aren't a whole lot more out there that that, that are realistic options right now, right, where, where Republicans are in control. Um, and so, you know, in a lot of these red states, the gun laws are pretty good already, um, where, where we're making, you know, that sort of incremental progress. But um, one of the things that I've been most excited about is even in some of the blue states, 
you know, again, you're starting to see some of this gun control legislation paired back. Yeah. I mentioned New Mexico earlier this year, but uh, in Maryland, SB1. Now, this is this may be just an attempt to build a better mousetrap, right, to build a, a, a post-Bruin uh, carry law that, that can better withstand court scrutiny. But they have gotten rid of some of the more egregious uh, infringements, right, this 1,000-yard buffer around sensitive places where you couldn't carry a firearm. I mean, that was absolutely absurd. Uh, and lawmakers recognize that, okay, this this isn't going to withstand court scrutiny, so let's drop that down to 100 feet and see if the courts uh, go go along with that. We're seeing this recognition, again, in some states by Democrats that they can't get away with everything they want to get away with. And it doesn't yep. mean that they've changed their mindset. It doesn't mean they've changed their attitude. But it does mean that they're politically realists, and they don't want to keep telling their constituents, yeah, we know we keep voting for stuff that gets struck down by the courts, but give us another chance. Um, ultimately, voters are looking for solutions, right? And if the courts say, listen, gun bans are off the table, uh, bans on gun sales under 21s are off the table, then I think the general public is going to say, listen, that's off the table. Let's fight violent crime another way. Um, ah. and so I think <laughs> we are putting Democrats in a bit of a corner here, thanks to the Bruin decision. And not just the Bruin decision and not just us. But Biden and the administration are painting their own party into a corner here with these constant attacks on assault weapons. I was talking with A.W.R. Hawkins in the previous hour. Nancy Pelosi's out there calling for an assault weapons ban after a series of murders with handguns. I mean, these people just can't help themselves. Yeah. And Americans are on to this. And, and I agree with you. When we come back from this break, we've got one final segment with you. Paul Clement delivers, and this is a headline from Bearing Arms, ladies and gentlemen, if you're not reading Bearing Arms or if you're not a member over there at Bearing Arms, ask yourself why you should be. Paul Clement delivers devastating response to Illinois AG's defense of gun and, mag- and magazine ban. And I want to read you something from that brief that Cam put into his column, and it is utterly brilliant. And Cam will explain it to us when we come back. Armed American Radio's MonsterCast continues right after these messages. Daniel Defense, we do things a little differently. First of all, every one of our products from top to bottom is made right here in America with pride. So much pride, in fact, that we don't sell factory seconds. No, if we make a mistake, we scrap it and start over. We're not finished until it's made right. And that commitment to quality doesn't end once a product is out the door. Whether you're the first owner or the last, if anything goes wrong with your Daniel, we'll make it right because that's the right thing to do. Daniel Defense, freedom, passion, precision. Did you know that Sig Sauer is all in for hunting? Introducing the Sig Sauer Cross Precision Bolt Action Rifle. Available in 308 and 65 Creedmoor. The Sig Cross Bolt Action Rifle was designed and filled with the input of military snipers and elite hunters right here in America to meet the demands of hunters, precision long range shooters, and extreme backcountry hunting. Sig Sauer has your hunting needs covered with ammunition, optics, suppressors, and more. Hunt like a warrior today. Learn more. Visit SigSauer.com now. Defender Coffee was created by patriots for patriots. It's coffee for Americans devoted to defending the Second Amendment. It's coffee for Americans who understand that if you don't fight for your freedom, you lose it. That's why Defender Coffee donates profits to gun rights organizations that fight to defend the Second Amendment. When you drink Defender Coffee, every single cup defends your right to keep and bear arms. Visit DefenderCoffee.com today and get free shipping when you join the coffee club. DefenderCoffee.com. 
From Crossbreed Holsters comes the women's appendix. With softer leather and smoother corners, the women's appendix holster was designed specifically with the female body in mind. This holster is intended for popular small firearms and has no cant, so it can be worn on the front side of the body. Featuring a Crossbreed hand-molded pocket for a perfect fit, we ensure the women's appendix is your answer for any woman who wants to carry a small firearm in a front position. This versatile holster can be worn in the standard appendix or cross-draw fashion. Find your perfect fit today at CrossbreedHolsters.com. AAR listeners, this is the year I'm asking you to go out of your way to support our partners that keep this program on the air. It's essential to our existence and to the ongoing fight for the Second Amendment. Our newest partner, the Crime Prevention Research Center at CrimeResearch.org, headed by Dr. John Lott, is literally on the front line defending our freedoms and this program. While the anti-gunners spend millions spreading misinformation and lies, it's the CPRC and Dr. Lott advancing the real scientific understanding of the relationship between laws and gun ownership, improving the awareness and knowledge of this scientific understanding among the public, journalists, and policymakers, and enhancing public safety through these scientific advances, improving awareness and knowledge in the public eye. As a nonprofit, Dr. Lott needs our help to continue this groundbreaking research and getting it out to the public. Please, like I do, make a monthly donation, whatever amount, to the CPRC and help us tell the truth about our right to bear arms. You can do so at crimeresearch.org. Crimeresearch.org. Please help us today. As a gun owner, have you ever thought about the liability that would come with having to use your weapon in self-defense? Or the liability that would come with having one of your guns stolen or misused? Or perhaps you work in a profession like security or law enforcement that requires you to carry a gun. Regardless, it's well known that responsible gun owners and security professionals across the country have become targets of frivolous lawsuits. At X-Insurance, we provide custom firearm liability insurance to eliminate your exposure and to protect you from unscrupulous lawyers. And if lawsuits do arise, we aggressively fight them. We're the very best at what we do, and we've been doing it for more than 40 years. We offer same-day quotes and solutions, so call us today or have your insurance agent call us and we can work with them to fill any gaps in your existing policy. But call today, and let's get that target off your back. For more information, visit xinsurance.com. That's xinsurance.com. Final segment of Armed American Radio is being sponsored by Crossbreed Holsters. Make sure to visit CrossbreedHolsters.com. Now let's get back to me. Yeah, welcome back. Mark Walters here filling your prescription for freedom. The Car Firearms Group Studios on the Sig Sauer Mic brought to you by X Insurance. I am carrying a Sig P365 in a Crossbreed and 8 Tactical right this very second. Make sure to check them out, CrossbreedHolsters.com. I promise you, you will find the most comfortable holster ever in the world over at Crossbreed Holsters, and they've been with us for many, many, many years. One of these days, maybe this week coming up, I'll tell you the the history and the story of Armed American Radio and Crossbreed with Mark Craighead before he passed away. It is a fun story to tell. It really, truly is. And it's one of those stories that you can just see successful things happening way back then when you look back. Hindsight is always, when you have the benefit of hindsight, that high, that high definition in the rearview mirror. It's a fun story. Crossbreedholsters.com. They've been with us for a long time, and we're family for a lot of reasons. Make sure to visit CrossbreedHolsters.com and all of our partners at ArmedAmericanRadio.com. One more segment with Cam Edwards from Cam & Company. Cam, welcome back, my friend. So good to have you here. Let's, um, let's move over to the piece you wrote about Paul Clement uh, delivering a devastating response, and it was. I read the brief. Yeah. 
Oh, man. And I think you nailed it when you said it was just so succinct. And it really is, because as you said, I'll quote you, he wasted no time at all in getting to the heart of the matter. And here it is. Under Bruin and Heller, the irreducible minimum of the Second Amendment is this. States may not ban arms that millions of Americans possess for lawful purposes. That most basic of principles dooms HB 5471. The court should grant plaintiff's motion for a preliminary injunction. And that's former Solicitor General Paul Clement. Tell us about what's going on. Give us some backstory here, because he nailed it with that. And I think you feel like I do that we are in we are living in what will soon be the death knell of all of these, quote unquote, assault weapons bans. The court is the courts are going to have no choice but to reject them. We have two Supreme Court decisions now, not just one. Go ahead. Yeah, so as you say, this is a case, one of, I believe, four federal lawsuits that are underway against Illinois' ban on so-called assault weapons in uh, large capacity magazines, which they define as any magazine that can hold more than 10 rounds of ammunition, right? So this was rushed into law in the lame duck session in Illinois. I think uh, Pritzker signed in early January. Uh, coming up on April 12th, Judge Stephen McGlynn in East St. Louis is going to hear uh, a request for a preliminary injunction in these four cases. And so this is Paul Clement's reply brief to uh, Illinois Attorney General Kwame Rule's defense of the ban. Uh, and Clement is representing the National Shooting Sports Foundation and a couple of individual FFLs in the state of Illinois. And as I said at Bearing Arms, I mean, you know, this is, Mark, not only is this a golden age for Second Amendment litigation, but it's also a golden age for us amateur law nerds uh, because we have <laughs> so many great briefs and you know arguments to read coming out on a weekly basis right whether yeah. it's from uh you know guys like chuck michelle or the folks at the fpc uh goa and you know i would i would throw in paul clement as well one of the things that i really really like about paul clement's writing style is that it is not weighed down with a lot of legalese um and that quote that you cited again that's how he opens this brief right he doesn't open with well, back in 1791 or, or, you know, in 1836, the Supreme Court will know it's listen, if the Supreme Court, if the Second Amendment is to mean anything at all, then it has to protect guns that are commonly owned. And AR-15s and other modern sporting rifles are commonly owned. There are tens of millions of them in the hands of private citizens. Um, and it really is that simple. You know, the state of Illinois and all these states that are trying to defend their gun bans are trying to clutter and confuse the issue and say, well, look, back in 1770-something, uh, the state of New Jersey banned trap guns, right, because they were concerned about the, the, the dangerous and unusual nature of these trap guns. Paul Clement, uh, Kwame Rule did this like a dozen times in this brief. He kept talking about guns that are dangerous or unusual that fall outside of the scope of the Second Amendment. And Paul Clement said, listen, he's not accurately quoting the Supreme Court. Their test is dangerous and unusual. Every farm is dangerous, right? So if dangerous was the only test, well, then every gun in existence could be banned. It has to be something that is both a dangerous weapon and unusual, not in common use. And that takes these bans off the table because, again, we're talking about the most commonly sold rifle in the country today. NSSF has the estimate at about 25 million in private hands. 25 million, ladies and gentlemen. That is beyond common use, period. So I think the logical conclusion that we can draw from this conversation, particularly when you read that brief, is it 
tells us what the other side's intention is. And I think you just nailed it. It's to clog things up. They're doing that intentionally. They know they don't have a leg to stand on with this stuff. And they know eventually they're going to get shot down, pun intended. And I believe they will. And I believe it will be sooner rather than later. That's why I'm thrilled. I can't wait to see what happens in that Fourth Circuit case in Maryland. Mm -hmm. That thing's fast-tracked. So that's going to tell us a lot about California and Washington and Illinois and Jersey and New York, I think, coming out of that Fourth Circuit AWB or assault weapons ban case. And I hate to use the the phrase, guys, assault weapons ban, but that's what people know it as how the media reports it. So we're just going to go ahead and say that. Just like we're going to say Florida's constitutional carry, even though it's permitless concealed carry. We're just playing semantics here. But the bottom line is... Cam, and I think you nail it in because your writing style is very similar. You just lay it out there like you're having a conversation, and it's really easy to read, like Paul did in his brief, made it very, very clear that these things are all going to fall. I feel really good about this. You know, I, 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 I I'm kind of giddy about it. Really, I don't, I haven't felt this way about gun rights in this positive way. That I am now post-Bruin. I, I know it's hard. We, we see all this terrible news coming out from the media. You know, they're constantly quoting that idiot David Hogg and these stupid assault weapons ban. And that's what you see in the media. But when you drill down into the courtrooms, bro, we're winning this fight. Are we not? We are winning this fight. Yeah, absolutely. I think. Listen, I think we're winning the court of public opinion, too. I mean, you look I at the, the most recent polls on, on, you know, bans on so-called assault weapons. And uh, it's, you know, underwater. Uh, in terms of the American public uh, uh, clamoring or the the lack thereof clamoring for these bans. So, no, I do think we're in good shape. And, again, you look at the arguments that the gun control advocates are are trying to make here. Um, Well, these guns aren't protected by the Second Amendment, right? They fall outside of the scope of protected arms. Uh, We actually saw a federal judge in Oregon, uh, Karen Immergolt, uh, say that about the uh, the magazines that were banned under Measure 114, right, that – um, well, they're just not really covered by the Second Amendment. There is no evidence for that whatsoever, Mark. And again, it's up to the state. It's not up to gun owners to prove that there is uh, you know, a lack of these ordinances, right? It is up for the state to positively show that their regulations today fit within the text and the history and the tradition of the right to keep and bear arms, as was understood in 1791. That's one of the other little tricks that they're starting to play. They're saying, that, well... Maybe it's not 1791. Maybe it's uh, 1868 we should be looking at because that's when the 14th Amendment was ratified. That's when the Second Amendment started to apply to the states. And conveniently, you can find more gun control laws in that era, right? Um, Paul Clement kind of takes this apart as well and basically says, you know, listen, you, you can't have two separate meanings. The Second Amendment means what it says, and it protects the right of the people, all the people, to keep and bear arms. Cam, I'm going to let it stand with that, ladies and gentlemen. Make sure to visit BearingArms.com. Please do yourself a solid over there. And if you really want to get into the weeds, he's got a link to that reply brief that we're referring to here. And I think you'll find it, like me, a very enjoyable read. Cam Edwards, thank you, man. BearingArms.com, Cam and Company. Look him up. You can find him. He's everywhere. Cam, we love you. Thanks for everything that you do. Thanks for jumping in here for a solid hour with us on Armed American Radio's MonsterCast today. We appreciate you. We love you to death. Thanks for that. Guys, when we come back, it's a classic Armed American Radio roundtable with Brad Primo, CEO of Lead Slingers, Justin Moon, CEO of Car Arms, and reporter Neil McCabe. We'll be back at 6 after. 
just filled your prescription for freedom with Mark Walters, presented by X-Insurance. X-Insurance. On the Armed American Radio Network. the Bill of Rights, not the Bill of Needs. I'm Alan Gottlieb, founder of the Second Amendment Foundation. When someone says, we don't need that kind of gun, remind them the Founding Fathers determined what rights our Constitution should protect. There's a world of difference between rights and needs. It is not the function of government to tell us what we need or what we don't. Certainly no one needs an assault rifle or a Saturday Night Special, or for that matter, no one needs a Corvette with a high-capacity horsepower engine capable of speeds to 150 miles per hour. But in the hands of honest, responsible individuals, we have the right of choice. We have the right to read books others don't like. We have the right to listen to any radio program we choose. We have the right to dress the way we want to. We also have the right to own firearms of our choice. So the next time someone tells you, you don't need something, tell them. It's the Bill of Rights, not the Bill of Needs. Join the Second Amendment Foundation today so that this message and our Bill of Rights might live. Call 425-454-7012. That's 425-454-7012. Gun owners across the country have become targets of frivolous lawsuits. At X-Insurance, we provide custom firearm liability insurance to eliminate your exposure and to protect you from unscrupulous lawyers. And if lawsuits arise, we aggressively fight them. We're the best at what we do, and we've been doing it for more than 40 years. We offer same-day quotes and solutions. So call us today or have your agent call us, and let's get that target off your back. For more information, visit xinsurance.com. Gun owners across the country have become targets of frivolous lawsuits. At X-Insurance, we provide custom firearm liability insurance to eliminate your exposure and to protect you from unscrupulous lawyers. And if lawsuits arise, we aggressively fight them. We're the best at what we do, and we've been doing it for more than 40 years. We offer same-day quotes and solutions. So call us today or have your agent call us, and let's get that target off your back. For more information, visit xinsurance.com.